What is going down? You guys will never guess what has happened over the last, I want to say, two or three months. Um, so basically, I have uh, the podcast, I mean, which is doing pretty dope. And thank you guys for the support, everybody that's uh, been subscribing and, and supporting. Um, the podcast has been going pretty well. And so I've had four, actually five guests who I won't tell you uh, just yet, but um, four or five guests that have, that I've interviewed and had an opportunity to kind of sit down with and just chop it up with. And they've been some absolutely awesome interviews, just getting a chance to talk with these guys and girls and just, you know, have a great time with them. And for some reason, um, my storage, all of my storage that I use is all uh, cloud-based. And so when I went to pull it up, um, I could not get any of them. So all of my files, all the tapes were lost. So it took me almost two months to recover all of those uh, just tons of gigs of, of, uh, of media, of uh, content. Finally got it all back, including some like dope, you know, uh, YouTube stuff and everything else. But I finally was able to get it back. Now, today uh, uh, in the corner of the circle, we are actually going to be talking with Bryce Lewis, uh, 2018 IPF 105 World Champion and Taylor Atwood 2018 IPF World Champion in the 74 uh, KG class. So I'm really stoked about it. And we're doing it at the same time, man. So this is pretty special uh, for me um, because I, I really uh, love both these guys so much. They're just awesome dudes and just, you know, just good people. So, um, I'm excited about it, man, because finally got the Lost Tapes, which is super, super exciting. Um, and I get a chance to give it to you guys now. Um, so to give you guys just a quick little background, this is post-2018 um, Raw Worlds that we had in Calgary. Um, so um, just to kind of give you an idea of, of where our heads were at at that particular point in time. So without further ado, I give you Bryce Lewis and Taylor Atwood. This is the corner of the circle. I am as Mac literally as they come. I've been working on it, you know, doing my daily reminders of what to do for your Mac to make it, you know, better. Yeah, dude, I suck at it. Anyways, well, let's get it cracking, dude. Um, now that I've officially embarrassed myself, I swear, man, I'm not as old as I feel. Um, dude, where do we start, man? I mean, you know, we can go down the line. I mean, we got two champions here. Oh man, it's 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 awesome. I mean, you know, I, you know, since my right, well, I'll start with Bryce. We have the USAPL 105 champion. Is that back? You're back to back, correct? No, uh, no, first, this first was the champion silver. Cheese and rice. So you just went, you just ran, you ran the table, and of course, uh, the 2018 105 IPF Classic Raw champion. That's crazy, man. That is that's yeah, super crazy. Yeah, I'm pretty damn stoked for that. Dude, that's nastiness. And of course, to uh my right, I have uh Mr. Taylor Atwood. Um he actually did win the uh <laughs> 74s and at USAPL and then uh 
freaking put on the clinics of all clinics at the Arnold. And it was just kind of like, yo, this dude, is he's got it, but <laughs> where did this come from? And went to went to Worlds and just did his thing, dude. Like, it was just supreme execution, man. Uh, 2018, 74 kg classic world champ, Mr. Taylor Atwood. Yes, that's crazy. First we, one. That's the first, man. It, hopefully, we'll have more from you boys, man. Um, dude, I don't even know where to start with you guys, man. I mean, because, I mean, sheesh. I don't like to talk a lot about lifting, you know I mean, on, on this cast, but I do... You know, I do like to give credit where credit is due. Obviously, Bryce is, I mean, he is, you know, the strength athlete. He is Mr. Barbell Brigade. He is one of the smartest individuals I've ever met in my life. You know what I mean? And there's there's only a few thinkers that I know of that, that I associate myself with that, that I know they're going to, you give them enough time, they'll take it there. And in between Ryan Doris and Bryce Lewis, literally, if you give them you can give them a cardboard box and just space and time, and they're gonna find a way to break that thing down in any form or fashion, which is it's crazy. So all you need, all you need to give Bryce time and opportunity, and he's gonna figure a way to deconstruct you. So yeah, I, I only I the key with Bryce is you got to spend only ten minutes at a time with them, and then you run because he's gonna he's gonna break you down. <laughs> and of course, Taylor, you know, and it's, 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 I'm, I'm gonna say this about Bryce, I I can remember meeting Bryce. But it's at this point, it's at the point now, I feel like I've known him forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's weird. Like, you meet a person and then you befriend them and then you can't necessarily pinpoint a time where you actually met them. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, because, I mean, we've we've literally gone to war with each other, gone to war beside each other. And the next thing I you know, he's gone. And I was actually mad that he left the 93s and went to 105. It's like, who does that? Who does that? But, you know, I mean, and then he left and freaking just became... Samson, I was like, all right, well, cool. I guess uh, you stay where you're. Don't ever come back now. I'm, I'll stay the 93s. <laughs> and then, of course, Taylor. While I, I, I can't, you know, it's it's easy not to be able to pinpoint a, a time that I met Bryce. I can easily remember when I met you, and I was like, yo, who's this dude that's mentioned more than me? That's all I remember. <laughs> yo, that's all I remember saying. I was like, who is this dude that's mentioned more than me? This is insanity. And dude, and from that point, I was like, it was weird because I remember I was like, we were in the back. And I was just like kind of sitting there. I'm like, what's that kid's name? Like Taylor Atwood. Atwood. Cool. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like Troy, like, I'm gonna remember the name. I'll remember his name. You know what I mean? Cause I just didn't know of you. And then when I knew of you, I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm never gonna get this kid. And like honestly, just year after year after year, man, it's just like the consistency and the persistence, man. It's just, bro, you literally I you know what? I can't even just say Taylor, but I can say both of you guys, man. If people People that can look at, you know, the USAPL, they can use, you look at the IPF, they can look at powerlifting in general. I'll say that. And they'll see how these guys will come in out of nowhere. I'm like, oh, these guys throwing these crazy numbers. Awesome. But then there's, you know, it's crazy to think of it now. It's it's more rare now than ever. You see these guys that they start four or five years back. They're patient. They trust the process. And they just chip at it, chip at it, chip at it, chip at it, chip at it. People looking for these 10, 15, you know, sometimes 20 kg, um, you know, PRs. And then you get the, you know, the guys like yourselves, like, hey, man, give me that, that 2.5. Let me get that 2.5. Let me get that 2.5. I'll take that 7.5 right there, you know. Um, and that's, you know, it's it's crazy because people can look at your body of work at this point. After, once you get four, four, five plus years in, 
you you know you kind of get a, a, a body of work and you can literally look back to where you both started and see where it's just you chipped at it chipped at it chipped at it chipped at it a few skips here and there but then you kept chipping and chipping and chipping and honestly man it, it's for me personally it's super impressive because i'm not necessarily one i'm not gonna lie to you i don't go back and look at records i don't go back and look at people's stuff i look at my friend's stuff you know i, I can honestly tell you i twice i've ever looked at my own stuff but I can tell you every time one of my friends is like leveled up, I look at everybody's stuff, like people that I that I really, really, you know, like admire and adore, man. Like I, I go back and look at everybody's stuff. I look at their progress, you know, and, you know, I look at that Wilkes and I look like, damn, his weight dropped and he still got stronger. Like, that's crazy. You know what I mean? I like I peep physiques. I'm like, dude, he's way, way more bulbous in the shoulders this year than he was last year. Like he's been, he's been putting in work. Um so it's just cool to see two guys that, you know, not only do I consider you guys friends, but I mean, I, I look up to you guys in terms of your work ethic and just what you do, you know, not just for your immediate circle, but for the sport in general, man. And it's, it's, it's kind of cool, man. Like, for me, like for me, I, I had an opportunity to, what's the word I'm looking for? To like be a fan and, and watch my boys do their thing. So I don't know, man. I, congratulations. I'll say that. Yeah, I, I gotta say to both you guys, like the feeling is is absolutely mutual. Like seeing seeing your work ethic, seeing Taylor's drive, like just consistently crushing in the gym. Like your just attitude of there is no other choice but domination. There right. is no other choice right. but just getting it done uh, and and overturning the next stone and just kind of pushing forward. Like that's so admirable. And LS, like I don't know of anyone else who approaches training with like like such a positive attitude as you do like period you know like other people great like they enjoy training and stuff like that it's fine but like you just find that place in training every time you're in the gym like every video you might be about to bench 500 but you're joking with your spotter uh and like you're dusting off your jays like right before you get to the bench and it's like (laughs) uh it's like intensity for you like going to that place is is such a casual collected thing and you carry that on the platform oh yeah and it's super super admirable yeah i mean i i feel like everybody has their own thing you know and i think i think i'm starting to realize because i started and you know and it's easy because you can i can point out both of you guys i think once you find out what worked for you you're good you know what i mean and i feel like a lot of times we spend so much time you know we all have favorite lifters and, and, you know, favorite modes of doing stuff. But for me, it was, you know, I, man, I, I tried the David Ricks thing that, that, that didn't work for me. I mean, I tried the Densieri thing, didn't work for me. I tried the Lane thing, didn't work for me. And I'm like, well, how do I, you know, I tried my old way of doing things. Like well, when I played football, I'm like, Hey, it's only one way to go. It's like, as soon as the fuse is lit, let's explode and go like hurt somebody. I tried that. And it's just not my Steve's. Yeah. And I just found like when I was in training, cracking jokes, watching South Park, you know what I mean, listening to music here and there, you know, listening to audio books, you know, watching Disney shows, like that's what just that's how I trained. So like, you know, let let me see what it feels like, you know, on a platform and doing it. And, you know, it worked. At least for me it worked, you know, and and I you know, in watching you, Bryce, I, I noticed, you know, when you know, when we we're ninety threes, when when you were it wasn't necessarily even a temp selection. It was just it, it. It seemed like there was so much pressure to get it done, and yeah. you know, not only obviously for you know you as a lifter, but also as you know, you know the the 
demand, you know, strength athlete. Like, I mean, you've got people watching you, you've got, you know, you know, clients and everything there at the, you know I mean? I felt like there was a lot of pressure or a lot of self heat pressure. And I don't know. I don't know if it was, I think it was like the second meet. I think I saw you as a one Oh five. You just look so relaxed and just like you were yourself. You know what I mean? And like all these, and not that you weren't yourself before, but it was, you were just, I felt like you were just more chill and more relaxed. And he was like, Hey, this is the game plan I'm taking into this thing. You know, let's execute the game plan. And it seemed like it was like day and night difference in terms of just execution. Whereas, I'm going to come back to you. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I, want, I want you guys to respond. And then with Taylor, oh, my gosh. I've never not seen Taylor intense, to be, to be honest with you. Um, I just think, again, this is from the outside looking in. I just think your... I'm, I swear I'm not being a hater. I feel like your strength and your game plan finally caught up into the to the intensity. Like, I feel like you've always been like, you know what? I can go zero to 100 anytime you need me to, you know, and I, I can stay there. Taylor's one of the few people, I can tell you that straight to your face, man to man. You're one of the few people that I can see that you can go up to a thousand percent and you'll stay at a thousand percent full emotion the whole time and you never come down. You'll keep this snarl and this frown in your face the whole time, and it never comes off. And I, me personally, I would be drained. I'm like, dude, this guy's this guy's adrenal glands must be on freaking 100 every time, because like you just you you keep that intensity and you never drop it. And and I've just noticed in terms of your game planning, I feel like it all starts to come together, you know. And it all kind of caught up to the intensity because the intensity's always been there. I've never seen you not intense, but it's just. For, again, from the outside looking in, it just seems like you guys, your your game plans and your confidence and everything caught up to the type of people you are. And again, I feel like once you decide to run your own race after, you know, you put a, a few miles in this thing, once you start running your own race, I feel like you finally, you know, you kind of decide who you are, the type of, you know, the type of lifter you are. And then from there, it's just you do your thing. And again, I, I definitely want you guys to respond because, I mean, again, that's just what I'm seeing from the outside looking in. Yeah. No, no. First, First I want to say, say it's an absolute pleasure to meet with you guys on here because I remember both times, the first time I both met each of you, the LS, the first time I, I was at the Arnold when I beat you in bench, and you're, you came up to me, you're like, man, I didn't realize you were so strong. I was looking for third place. <laughs> <laughs> True. I think I, I think I beat you by like maybe two bulge points, but I'm thinking like, man, he's a 500 pound bench presser, but you had to flip the day before. Um, so I know that had that sat some of your strength. And then Bryce, the first time I met you was at uh, Nationals in Aurora, and I mentioned this on a podcast, <laughs> but you were giving out cookies. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And when you were giving them out, I didn't know who you, I, I knew you from YouTube because I yeah. used to watch your channel and I was actually going to enter your TSA Where are you? Uh, athlete, athlete search. Yeah. And uh, I just, I just never uh, entered, but at a, in Aurora, when you were giving out the cookies, I'm thinking to myself, man, is he like facetiously giving these out? <laughs> Does he? I'm not taking any cookies from this guy. <laughs> they lace with x lax. 
because LS, you know, with football, uh, when we when we go to battle, we hate the competition. You hate right? your competition. Like, that's all. It's, it's, like, ingrained in us. Yeah. So I was like, what is this helping of each other and giving out cookies? I was like, what is going on? Um, but that's kind of what draw, or drew me in to powerlifting uh, was the community. And oh, that, yeah. That kind of giving back and kind of being that one holistic family. And I absolutely love that about powerlifting. Yeah. Um, obviously, you have your, your niche groups that are – negative but for the most part i think a whole powerlifting is on the rise and, and it's because of the community for oh sure. for sure without a doubt yeah um, yeah so taylor i wanted to ask you kind of where some of your game day training attitude comes from like you mentioned you played football um is it kind of carryover from football and then kind of finding out how do i take this and apply it to powerlifting it, it, yes exactly so, <laughs> <laughs> I've I've always had that attitude ever since I was a, a young kid. Um, I've just always had that. If I scored a basket playing basketball or scored a touchdown, I was always just zero to a thousand percent after that. Just the yeah. motion took over, and I can't control it at times. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a it's a double edged sword. Oh yeah, <clears throat> but on game day in powerlifting. I know now how to control that when I need to let oh, it yeah. out and then when I need to bring it back. Yeah. So LS, uh, when you were there in 2016 in Austin, um, I'll never forget that when you were just helping like massage my leg yeah, man. and kind of just talk to me, it honestly calmed me down uh, because I was just so amped and it's my first world stage. Oh yeah. And it's in it's in the US. In the US. I have my family there. Uh, I know I had a chance to win golds and just all the emotions were coming out oh, and you were there like a godsend. No, no why. And you were kind of there to calm me down when I needed to be calmed down because it was just that much emotional for me. Like I heard you Bryce in the crowd. Uh, I tell it just, you, it really got to me. The, the weird thing that I think people don't, you know, Unless you've been there, you know, I mean, we, we've, we've all got a couple, at least a couple under our belt in terms of just, you know, going to, to Worlds, you know. Um, people ask me a lot, like, how, you know, which one, which one do you, you know, do you like better? Because they, again, from the outside looking in, they see it's like, oh, going to Raw Nats, it's at least 1,200 people are going to be lifting. You got these huge, you know, huge venues and they have the, the prime time and everything. And, and mind you, it's, it's you know, it's... You know, high ratings in terms of the streams and all that stuff. You know, so you know they—it's glamorous. It's—it's it's, it's, it's WrestleMania, like a lot of people put it. And so they asked me a lot, like you know, which one, which one do you know do you like the most? While you know, I'm, I'm honest. Every time I'm like, honestly, I am, I am a nervous wreck for Raw Nats. I'm absolute <laughs> nervous wreck for Raw Nats. And then for Worlds, for Worlds, it's. It's it's a different type of nervousness. It's a diff different type of pressure because it's you're representing all those people that you busted your butt to beat. You know what I'm saying? Or you tried to beat at least. Raw Nats is just it's such a it's such a, a different feel. But once you you get through the Raw Nats, and I feel like it's you know it's it's a it's almost like a a, a, a process of purification. Like you have to go, <laughs> you got to get through this fire, 
You know what I mean? You're just this raw metal at first. You know, you go through this fire, all the impurities that you had in you, all the the, the weaknesses that you felt you had, all that stuff. It's like you're almost like just it's just like just flushed out of you, and then you you're like steel when you come out of it. So once you get to worlds, it's even though it's just as much pressure, it's it's twice as prestigious. It's not as nerve wracking in that it's not a lot of external pressure, but rather so much more internal pressure to get the job done. And if you can learn, if you by that time, in terms of just being an experienced lifter, if you can learn to, you know, retreat within yourself and just, you know, hone the skills and just keep your mind in the game and execute a good plan, you can come out pretty well. Um, But again, for so many people, it's hard to obviously it's hard to see that because you know again all they see is you know it's damn near two thousand people over there lifting you know and once you once you get all the people I mean at any given point in time like you know there's damn near three thousand people in one room watching how crazy is that two two to three grand just watching you lift honestly when I think about it, I'm like dude I it's it's the most uncomfortable feeling that I can have because I'm like man I don't even I just want to lift you know what I mean and. For yeah. me, that's when it's just, it's 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 super hard for me personally to to go out there for raw nats and to really try to get the job done. Whereas with worlds, you know, I don't, you know, the few friends that I do have, you know, I mean, I get, I can watch you guys lift if I need to watch you lift. But for the most part, I go, I retreat, I don't say anything to anybody. I'm in my cave until it's time to get it going, and it's a wrap. Raw nats, it's like a re- it's a reunion. You know what I'm saying? And, you want to see how everyone's doing, and you know, you, uh, it's just it sucks, man. But I, I love it. But it, you know, it kind of sucks. Um, yeah. Bryce, how do you feel? How do you approach nationals versus worlds, or even a competition in general? Um, how I do you handle the um, the pressure of that. I liked worlds both times that I've been to worlds. I liked worlds way better than nationals. Uh, like LS said, nationals feels like a lot more pressure because it's a stepping stone. Like mm-hmm. you want it to be a stepping stone onto what's next. So you yeah. want to do your absolute Ooh. best and you Preach. know, there's a lot, a lot on the line and you know that like, if you don't do as well as you think like that changes how you can next year and yeah. the whole schedule. And then kind of like once nationals is over and, and you get a win, um, it's a little bit like the pressure's off because although, you know, you're kind of leading up to a world championship where you really want to win. Um, it's, it's kind of the end of the line. It's not like a stepping stone to something else. So you get to just kind of put it all out there and focus on you. Whereas at nationals, I feel like you kind of have to focus a little more on what other people are doing yeah. and Don't stuff you. like that. Um, yeah, I, I felt way more nervous at nationals than I did at worlds. Yeah, man. Um, just like LS said too, I, I would love it if, if like there was a nationals that I could just go and watch and mm. just chill and hang out with everyone and not <laughs> not competing. You know, just watch all my bros like lift and watch all my friends lift and, you know, talk TSA, just have fun and film some videos. But it's it's not like that. Um, and you got to just you have to work. Yeah. What about you, Taylor? Yeah. So. I would definitely say nationals. I felt more pressure. Yeah. Um, each nationals because i i don't know i feel like 74s man they're they're such a wild card <laughs> that's uh, exactly what i was going to use to describe it yes dude with, you don't know who's coming in anymore and may pull something freaky to win mm-hmm. um like the 74s our deadlifts are absolutely insane like we're out deadlifting the 83s yeah um, you really are 
and it's it's just insane. If you don't have if you don't have that ace in your pocket, your total is in jeopardy. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. So for me, uh, I've been blessed with a good bench and pretty much good squat and deadlift, but I still worry like these kids can come out of nowhere Oof. and I may be able to I may lose at nationals and not go to world because I feel like we, nationals we build each of us we built so much pressure because it is that step you have to get over to get yeah. to the world and then once you get over that hurdle it's like oh you're in the clear oh man the this is not yeah. the fun begins, right yeah well let me ask you guys this because this is something that you know you you both actually have, have done this do you feel that you and again i for some reason i've always adopt i've always just kind of taken the, the approach when i for the arnold we'll talk we're talking the arnold right now you guys have both done some like just stupid numbers at the Arnold, right? And for me, I've never really just done crazy numbers. I've done pretty decent numbers at the Arnold, but I always, you know, like I always my camps always like, ah, let's chill out, relax a little bit, you know. Um, when you guys, you know, go and you put up these stupid numbers, these world record, you know, unofficial or not, I don't care. You're putting up some stupid numbers, like how. What kind of pressure is that on you? I mean, is is that additional pressure? Um, I can't say that it's not unneeded pressure, but is that any type of pressure that you feel like you you you've kind of heaped on yourself just having this an amazing Arnold? Because people forget, even though you know, I don't. I, I mean, there's only there's no really no like nice way to say it. Like we're we're kind of mainstays when it comes to the Arnold, and you know, every year I'm like, ah, I don't think I'm gonna do it, and I'm like, uh, my brother's doing it. I guess I'm gonna do it. Uh, you know what I mean? Like. You know, we, we hardly get to see each other as is. And I think sometimes I use the Arnold as an excuse to go see my friends. But then, like, oh, I guess I'll throw a competition in there. Um, yeah. You know, like, Bryce, you, you know, I think, Bryce, I mean, you, you've had some really good meets. But I think, well, was it last year's Arnold? Or was it year before? It was like, uh, I think maybe it was it last. I don't, I think it was last year's Arnold where it was kind of like, oh, shit, Bryce is that dude right now. And, like, it was – I was like, uh, did you just see that? Like, I was like that dude in the crowd doing that. Um, yeah. Like, and, of course, Taylor, man, you put on the clinic of all clinics at the Arnold this year. Like, that was like, okay, that was here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, <laughs> l- l- okay, let me say <laughs> – I'll say this because it's crazy to see, you know, with, with – I can say this with Bryce because, you know, you know, I, I – in terms of just weight and, and weight class, everything, I mean, you know, Bryce is one of those like, oh shit, dude, as soon as he gets where he needs to go, it's it's a wrap for everybody. And it like and literally, as soon as like, he he got comfortable in his own skin, it was a wrap. And I mean, that was awesome. With you, Taylor, I was just kinda like, dude, this is there a ceiling for this dude? And and no joke, I was like, you know what? Cause with us, it's always like, all right, you know, I guess. Either I'm gonna have to try to beat, you know, Kristoff or Bryce is gonna have to beat Kristoff. You know what I mean? There's, you know what I'm saying? And with you, you know, with Taylor's like, all right, so which Russian is he gonna have to go against to try to get the crown? You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. And that performance at the Arnold was like, oh, he's here. He is here. So, like, for 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 those of us, speaking mainly by myself, that don't put up world record numbers like that. Like, what is that like? Do you, is that extra pressure going into Worlds? Do you feel any type of, like, additional pressure? No. So, so I'll give you some background into the Arnold. 
I got uh, invited at work to do this corporate rotation at the end of the year, uh-huh. leading into January. And it lasted until, I don't know, maybe January, like late January, early February. Right. So I was only able, honestly, to lift maybe four times the entire month. Uh, because I was literally going up to work every day. I couldn't train. Right. So I only had maybe four or five weeks to get ready for the Arnold, uh, like a true peak. And the entire time, I'm just thinking to myself, oh, it's just the Arnold. Like, we're there to have fun. It's like you said, I'm just yeah. there to see people, hang out. I, I'm not uh, having to make a weight class because it's based on Wilkes. So I, I wasn't worrying about cutting weight or maintaining weight, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to enjoy myself, and I lifted all the pressures of lifting off of me, I I just, I let it go, you know, like, I had no worries in the world, I was like, let's just train, we're going to train, we're going to do what we do, right, Um, and this was honestly the first prep that I had zero hiccups leading into uh, a competition, like, this past world, I had a TFL flare-up. Um, my right quad. So it screwed up my peak. Interesting. And, and uh, I wasn't able to, I, was, I wasn't I was even able to lift anything over 90% in the world. Um, for the Arnold, I was lifting 95, 97% of our estimated one rep max, and I was blowing through them. Yeah. Taylor, so, I, I wonder if if the kind of work trip and the shortened prep and the decreased pressure kind of helped you? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. It 100% did. I'm going to do the Atwood. I'm going to do an Atwood next for going to the Raw Nats. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. There, yeah, there was – because I was – everyone was asking me, oh, it's the Arnold. Like, are you nervous or this and that? You're going to be on the main stage. And I'm like, honestly, I'm just going to lift. If I win, I win. If I don't, I don't. I'm going to post a good total. It's just based on look, so that's it. Yeah. Must be nice. It was, it was my best meet to date. Well, I mean, I'm in a weight class where Wilkes doesn't even matter. Um, so <laughs> 93 is kind of like <laughs> 93's like Wilkes is like this to the 93s. So Bryce, what about you? What about we just had that monstrous total and just it was just, dude, you, you put on a very, very good show uh, last year. Yeah. I mean, you do every year, but last year was we, like, it was coming out. Yeah, it's been a really mixed bag for me, uh, the Arnolds. And, like, I think I'm realizing that I'm probably, like, a two-meet-per-year kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that when I throw that third meet in there, it's a huge wild card. Oh, yeah. So, so like, first time at the Arnolds, uh, like, I had a nervous breakdown, like, after squats and before bench and just like kind of had to get my shit together second year for arnold i had a great time i did really well and this third time at the arnold i like i barely felt in my body and i barely remember the experience so it's it's been like super hit and miss like world record performance one year (laughs) and then like never want to go back another year man (laughs) so so like it it feels like a lot of pressure you know like um it's 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 almost an exhibition yeah there's the lights it's hot, uh, you know. It's it's distracting. There's uh, there's a whole expo going on at the same Ooh. time. The crowd's big, the hype's big. There's music. It's like a whole production kind of thing. Right. And, and you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a barbell and a, a 
a combo rack and you're lifting the same damn weight, but True. it doesn't feel like it. There's all this external stuff that like you still consider in some ways. Um, and I think the most you can make it just feel like a barbell and a combo rack and you're in your perfect training environment, the better you're going to be. And, and I wasn't able to find that like two out of three times. So I'm getting better. Um, but I think like in terms of peaking the right amount of times, probably two, two big peaks is going to allow me to make more progress per year than I would otherwise. Yeah. I'm starting to see that with my body. <laughs> like it's just, I just, you know, I Taylor's smart because Taylor, Taylor realizes he has a good bench, but he's not a slave to his bench. Um, and I'm, I've, I'm trying to get better at saying no to a lot of invitations, but I mean, you know, I, uh, I like to travel. So, I mean, to have an excuse to travel and, you know, see the Caribbean and all that stuff for these NAPF meets is just, those bench onlys are just, oh man, they're wonderful. Ellis, you're saying that as you squatted 700 pounds in training in the leading <laughs> to IPF world. So I listen, man, uh, this is the thing I, I need to, you know, I am, man, in, until I feel like, well, I just, until I'm at that point to where I can, I can execute that on the platform. It's just, it may as well be 900. You know sure. what I mean? Like I, I um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a firm believer. I'm a firm believer in, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter until hill of beans until you can do it on the platform. Yeah. And, you know, I, um, and, and, and I, again, I don't knock, I don't like knock the smaller meats. I don't knock the, uh, you know, the regional meats and stuff like that, but, 700 at a regional meet is far different from 700 at nationals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, furthermore, 700 at worlds is far different than 700 at nationals. And, you know, I just, you know, until it's world's ready, I don't think 700 is ever, you're ever going to see me do a 700 until it's world's ready. Yeah, well, it's cooking. So. Yeah, you know, and, and but that's the thing, man. I mean, between that and just, you know, getting the deadlift where it needs to be, you know what I mean? There's a lot of work to be done. And I think, you know, I speak for all three of us when I say, like, that's, that's you know, part of the reason we do this sport because it's never where we want it to be. And, you know, yeah. there's always more that, that, that one can do to get better. Um, but at the same time, I mean, we, we still enjoy it. So that's, that's always a dope thing. Um, yeah. But I do want to dig a little deeper into just, you know, you guys in terms of just not, I mean, obviously we got to talk, I want to talk about like, you know, the strength and everything, but when, um, when did you figure out, and I'm talking to you right now, Bryce, when did you figure out that you were stronger than most? Like, when was that moment that hit you like, you know, wait a minute, I'm a little, I'm stronger than, than a lot of these guys. Was it something that was just kind of always a... A thing that you knew. I mean, because I mean, I I know that you have a, a a background in volleyball, and you know, like you're you know, both of you have like super athletic backgrounds. But you know, when was it that it hit you? Like, oh shit, I'm actually stronger than these guys. Way stronger. Yeah, it was right around when I deadlifted like six sixty to six seventy five. Um, like that was that was like a big thing, and. Even among the people that uh, were f my friends, even among like the powerlifters that I was following, like that's something that you didn't see too much. No. Um, and that was kind of the moment. I'm like, all right, I'm getting, I'm getting good at this. Like this is fun. Uh, you know, this is this is a cool experience. So it was around there, and and that was um, 2012, 2013. Yeah, like I, I, I know it was right to 2013 because I remember when we were at the uh, Olympia, and uh, we went to that grand opening of. Uh, 
of Iron Addicts. Yeah. And um, I remember you had 675 when you were doing it for reps. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I remember I was like, I never, this is honestly, I had never seen a 93, like, I never seen seven plates in a 93. That just didn't exist at the time. Crazy yeah. to think of it now. But at the time, that didn't exist with 93s. Like, seeing a seven plate date, that just didn't happen. And dude, he's over here just pulling shits for reps. I'm like, what? Okay, well. Let me go ahead and do this bench press real quick. <laughs> it was crazy because I remember I was looking and I was watching Michael Hearn incline like 405. Meanwhile, Bryce is over in the corner pulling 675 like it was freaking paperweight. And I was like, I'm going to watch what Bryce is doing. And I just kept watching. I was like, oh, shit, man. I'm going to have to get on my ground. <laughs> so, yeah, that man. That, day. that was right after Chris Duffin was, had just like pulled 765 or something like that for a few reps and like all right I'll, I'll just take this bar oh yeah man that was you know what that was that that trip was that was you know i think everyone has to have that trip to like remind you like hey man this is this is actually exciting to do this you know what i mean and yeah. for me that was that one i mean because that was a chance for me to meet a lot of the guys that i i followed and it was weird because not one time that i care about bodybuilding or did i care about doing anything but just i just wanted to train with my friends that was it I didn't care about yeah. indie shows. And the guy that took us, brought us down, actually, at the time, we had second row, second row tickets, second row seats, like for the uh, Mr. Olympia. Didn't go not one. I didn't even step foot in that thing. I didn't care. <laughs> I went to see Kai Green, and I met Kai Green at the grand opening. So it was like, all right, cool, done. But yeah, man, um, for Taylor, what, when was it When was it you figured out, like, yo, I'm, I'm stronger than these dudes, like, so it's actually it's a it's a build up story. <laughs> <laughs> I have stories for days. So I started lifting when I was probably 12, 13 years old. My dad had me doing just regular push-ups, uh, body weight squats, pull-ups. And then we got a weeder set. And he's like, "Once you start maxing out your weeder set, we'll go to the regular commercial gym." And I was like, "Okay." So put in a few uh, years on the weeder set and finally was strong enough to go into the, uh, the commercial gym. And when we get in there, I start using machines. I don't even use free weights and I'm probably 14 at the time now. And <clears throat> my dad was like, once you max out the machine, we'll go over and do some free weights. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. So Obviously, I, I got stronger and, and went, moved on the freeways. And I remember the first time I ever benched 135 for a few reps by myself. I was like, oh, my God, I'm on top of the world right now. What you, machine did you max like, out? What's that? What machine did you max out? The hammer strength. You maxed out a hammer strength machine at 14 years old? Jesus, yeah. dude. It's like Bam Bam from freaking Flintstones. Jesus. Is this how I do this? <laughs> uh, so... I remember putting 135 on the bench and, and throwing it up for a few reps. And I was, my dad was spotting me, but I'm like, were you touching that? He's like, I wasn't touching it. And I'm like, okay, now I feel, I, I think I'm pretty strong. But the actual moment where I truly knew I was different <laughs> strength wise was my freshman year in high school. Uh, I was getting ready to play football. I was probably 135 pounds soaking wet. I was probably 5'2", not any taller than I am now. <laughs> but uh, 
we're getting ready for summer football and LS, you know this, uh, we have our max out day, oh. right? And my dad had me in the, in the commercial gym and we were doing squats and I'd never deadlifted before, but we were doing always like uh, cable rows. Yep. And <clears throat> I built my lumbars up pretty well, but I never truly did like deadlift work. And there was a, we had a trap lift deadlift or a trap bar deadlift bar. And <laughs> we just kept loading it up. Like we put we put three plates on, and I pull it, and my coach, my head coach is there. He's like, "Throw on another 45. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." He's like, "Do it again." I lift it up, and it was easy. He's like, "Throw on another 45. <laughs> and we were literally loading this thing up, right? And now everyone is finished, and we're, we've probably been at the deadlift bar now for probably like 45 minutes everyone is now gathered around me there's i don't know i remember i think it was around like 560 something yeah on the board 135 pounds and no one else has gotten close to this i'm a freshman 135 soaking pounds no one knows who i am and my head coach he's like let's go atwood so, <laughs> dude, he, got, he got he got me so high and there were, all the football players were surrounding me and I pulled it off the ground and uh, once I did that I just held it there and I just let out a like a roar right like I do after a, a nice lift and I dropped it and at that moment I knew that I'm different I was gifted and uh, that's what's up was. you that's were king of the weight room yeah yeah essentially. Dude, that's what's about. That locker room mentality will get you a long way, dude. That they get you hyped. That's crazy, man. Um, I um, so far I did this is the I have a couple questions that this kind of came to me as as you guys have been talking. Um, so far out of out of everything you've done, you know, and I, and I'm talking about worlds and 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 nationals and the arnolds and i mean all your career and the, everything we've done up to this point what's one thing that stuck out to you the most i mean i know it's kind of on the spot type you know type talking but what's one thing that's kind of stuck out to you the most in terms of just impact in terms of maybe the impact someone's made on you or the impact you've been able to make on someone i mean it could be powerlifting it could be volleyball i mean i know you've coached and, and everything else What's one thing someone has said or someone has done or you've done or you've said to someone that's really stuck out to you the most so far? There, it's tough, man. In volleyball, at least, um, like I used to, I used to coach club volleyball. Right. Um, I used to work with 15 to 18 year old kids uh, or let's say 13 to 18 year old kids and um, kind of being a mentor for these kids and mm -hmm. showing them the, like the value of hard work and, uh, showing up on time and and kind of being diligent in uh, warm up and cool down and and kind of like technique and, and stuff like that right. was really really successful and LS I know you've had a like you could have dozens of stories on that with cheer oh, with yeah. you and and you know we can have some good conversations about that but on the powerful side of things it's probably like those comments you get from a few people who are like hey man, like you really got me introduced into powerlifting. Like you kind of showed me this way to do it. Like this, this sport is now open to me because of you or right. thanks for sharing all this stuff about, uh, 
you know, some of the problems that you're going through. I've had those same problems and I've been able to work through them myself because of you. Those types of things are really the most rewarding. That's pretty sick, dude. I, just, I mean, it's the impact, man. Taylor, what about you, bro? I'm going to have to say uh, at my first powerlifting meet, at least for powerlifting, my first powerlifting meet ever uh, back in 2014, uh, there was a kid named Scott Sullivan. He's with you guys now, Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but he uh, he was my competitor. And um, LS, as I mentioned, you, like we've had that football mentality. Yeah. Where we hate the opponent. You want against me, you gotta and, die, bro. <laughs> and when Scott, uh, when I came into the meet, I had it was my first powerlifting meet. I did a little research as to what I needed. Yeah. But I didn't know like I needed rack heights. I showed up maybe ten minutes before it was time. I couldn't weigh <laughs> in anymore. <laughs> like I had no, I had no idea about any of this. I was such a new. And Scott literally took me under his wing and uh, said, let's go get you squat, uh, your, your rack heights. Let's, uh, let's see what else you need done. And, and he was uh, kind of showing me the ropes in the back. Um, and ever since that day, that's, that kind of like drew me into powerlifting. And, and that's why I honestly continued forward into the next meet because him and I, we were like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to beat cause I beat him at that person. He still hasn't beat me yet. <laughs> if he's listening to this, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, it was always, okay, I'll see you at the next meet, right. you know? And it, it was that friendly competition, but yet that brotherhood, uh, where I, I was truly grateful for him for showing me, what powerlifting was all about. And even though he was in my weight class, he was helping me beat him. Right. And it, it just didn't make sense to me at first. And now after being in it for so long, I, I hit it and I try to give back as well uh, to the community in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, damn, that's crazy. That's, that's, over here. that's, even, that's even the same thing with you, LS. Like I, something impactful on me was at 20, 16 yeah 2016 uh arnold when you were cheering on lane to pull for the win um you were literally out there cheering him on in your weight class to beat me and i was sitting there and i'm like man that like i know it hurts ls for him to probably beat him but it's still it showed the character that you had that he like he's still your friend and you want to yeah. see him do good it's um I think like I, I think people at the end of the day, man. I, I feel like I don't necessarily. It's not even really me bragging myself. I feel like one of my my best qualities that my dad passed on to me was patience. I know my time's coming. You know, if if it's my time, then it, you know it's going to happen. If it's not my time, then my time will come eventually. You know, um, and I've always I've always had that that frame of mind. No matter what, dude. From the time I I, I you know I started sports. You know, from you know being you know the the little kid that nobody knew, you know, on the football team that, you know, being like all state starter, you know what I mean? Like it didn't matter. I knew my time was coming. So, and it's always been that way, no matter, you know, it, it's been jobs, promotions, what have you. Um, so, you know, when, when you have an opponent that's out there 
either one, two things for me in my head, either I've already been there and I've already done it or my time's going to come to where I'll be able to do it. That's it. So for me, if, if I put myself in the, in the best position to win, it doesn't matter what, you know, he or she does. If I, if I've executed and done what I need, what I need to do, I put myself in the best position to win. So if they pull it awesome, if they don't, it wasn't meant for them. Mm-hmm. Vice versa. If if they've done everything they they can do to to win this thing, and it's my turn to go out there and try to pull for the win, or you know my turn to turn my report in. If my report's better than yours, my resume speaks you know better than yours. Then I'm gonna get the job. I'm gonna get that W. So for me to cheer another man on in this heat of battle, it's nothing for me. Because you got remember, we spent at least ten to twelve years of our lives. Hoping and praying that our opponent just kills over. You know what I mean? Or hoping and praying for the opportunity to go head-to-head with our opponent so that we can make them be the reason that they lose. So at this point, team-wide, and I'll admit, as, as even, with, even when you know, I'm handling my own people, I'm way worse of a competitor. I'm not a good competitor when it comes to coaching or a team sport. I can tell you that right now. I don't get me wrong. I love, I love, I love my opponents to death. I love all IPF lifters to death. But when it comes to watching you lift or watching Bryce lift, I want everybody to go completely red. I don't care if they get a lift. I could care less. Now, for me, when I'm lifting against them, I want every every white lights all around. But for my for my buddy, when my team's out there, it's a completely different thing, you know. Um, because I feel like I can't control that. If it's something that I control, I'm gonna give you the best that I have. But if I can't control the outcome, all I can do is hope and wish for the worst for everyone else except for my teammates. I'll be oh, I'll openly admit that. So like when you when when you know when when Lane's pulling or shit when Ashen's pulling or when David <laughs> pulling for the win, whoever whoever you know Jesse and uh, it's been it's been like six guys at this point in my career. Um, <laughs> when they're all pulling for the win, I wish them well, man, because I would want that on my end. If I were pulling for the win, I would want them to wish me well. Yeah. So, I mean, and at the end of the day, let's be real. It's just powerlifting, bro. And even though it's a it's it's a sport that we spend a lot of money on and that we love very, very much, and you know, we 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 bust our asses to, to do the best we can. At the end of the day, if somebody were to take powerlifting and just take it off the planet and throw it away, no one would care but us. Straight up. So I, it helps me kind of put it in perspective. And then again, you know. Once you've gotten that W, you're like, all right, cool, I'm good. I mean, I've, at that point, I'd already won a couple Arnold, so it was no big deal, you know. And at this point in my life, I've you know I've won you know a, a couple championships and in a world or two, so I'm like, I'm good. In terms of goals that one sets for themselves, I've kind of accomplished those goals. The only other goal I have, to be honest with you, man to man, is I want to freaking get a bench world title and I want to go to the World Games, but I don't want to live to quit, so that's gonna take care of itself. <laughs> But yeah, like so, you know, it's 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 cool that you know that you guys are able to kind of not only I, it's, I'm I'm trying to choose my words, man, where they'll make sense because I I know the emotion that I have when I say it, but I want it I want it to kind of make sense. Like the impact that both of you guys make and you you continue to make, it's it's kind of cool just because like it's not. Not only are you guys my friends, but I'm like I, I can fanboy over you guys and kind of watch from afar. I'm like, oh wow, this is dope. Like 
this is super dope. You know, like for me, it's real cool because, you know, like Taylor, like we're all, we're USA teammates, we're also DeNovo teammates. So that's dope. You know what I mean? Shout out to Natalie. I see you, Natalie. Um, <laughs> secondly, you know, it's, you know, I, because Bryce and I, we, we started a little bit earlier than you did, you know what I mean? I, it's, it, I can, you know, I've been able to kind of see you develop, you know what I mean? And to, to a threat to the dude, you're like the man now, you know what I mean? And with Bryce, it's just awesome because Bryce, as long as I've known you, you've always made an impact. You know what I'm saying? Like you've always made this, it's just, you've made an impact, you know? And from the moment I met Bryce, no joke till like to present day, like people see him like, oh God, that's Bryce. Oh God, that's Bryce. Hey, you think he'll let me get a picture? Hey, you think he'll get a picture? Hey, LS, you think Bryce will get a picture with me? Like, dude, why don't you just ask him? You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? So when I met, like, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm not, I'm just, just I'm just calling it a fact a fact. Bryce has always been a superstar since I met him. You know what I mean? So I've never known him any other way other than that, but he's always been down to earth. You've always been just completely 100% and you work harder. You work harder than anybody that I know that's in your position. That's straight up. There's not a lot of guys. I'm, I'm being honest. Mike T was the last, was one of the last guys that, that, that really was able to, you know, perform at a world-class level and, you know, have a world-class outfit, a world-class business, coaching world-class athletes. Right now, uh, that I know of, Bryce is one of the only ones, if not the only one, that's performing at a world-class level, is a world champion, and it's turning, you know, turning out champion, uh, which is, that's, that's huge. That's huge. To, and that's a credit to, you know, to you and your camp and, you know, what those guys are able to do in the, uh, the freaking super team that you've assembled. Um, so just kind of seeing your success and seeing, like, the, your growth and the impact that you're making. And, I mean, I'm be honest. Probably the coolest thing is seeing like these Barbell Brigade ads and seeing Bryce on. I'm like, oh, I see you, cool guy. I see you, cool guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna be honest. Like, that's for me. That that's huge because Mike, it's not just you know for for the people that are you know hundreds of thousands of people people that, that that buy the the gear and all that stuff. All they see is oh, here's a, a cool guy, but that cool guy is one of my friends. You know what I'm saying? And or when they're you know when I'm reading, it's so stupid because I don't read anybody's comments or anything but i read all of the comments they have about my friends you know what i mean like oh taylor atwood has the nicest hair i've ever seen blah 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 and this and that and this and that i'm like that's my dude right there you know so it's it's just real cool because like i said growing up you know growing up you know i identify with taylor in that you know what i'm saying there's a little dude that no one knew like until you had to prove yourself you know what i mean like that's just kind of the role of a little guy on a football team like you gotta you gotta eat more than everybody else does and and show that you're stronger and faster for you to get a shot you know i just never had the dexterity nor the skill to do anything volleyball i just chased after the girls that was it so i tried you know like i think Bryce was ahead of the curve man. yeah dude well, what i want to <laughs> what i want to say on that side is like i wonder how many powerlifters and how many like successful athletes had that underdog feeling at one time. Mm. And like, that was kind of like a, a little bit of a fire that kind of keeps you in sport, keeps you grinding for a lot longer than you might, might have otherwise done. Oh, yeah. Cause like I was, I was a five foot six kid playing volleyball with kids, six foot seven, six foot eight. True, true. So I had to jump my ass off every time. Uh, you know, like I had to work that much harder to get core time and stuff. And like, I think those kind of formative experiences you guys have had too in football, like right. those help make you the athlete that you are today. True story. Were you able to dunk, Bryce? 
I could grab rim, but I can't grab the ball. Uh, oh, yeah. Could someone alley oop it to you? <laughs> I was so close a few times. Okay. I had yeah, the cup, dude. That was the way. That's the way I could do. I had the cup. I could dunk a girl's ball all day long, every day. But <laughs> you got you give me a men's ball. I had to, I had to cup that hoe. Like, <laughs> that was the only way, dude. And even then, I was like, oh, but I jack my wrist up. Man, good old days. Now I don't even. I'm too big to get off the ground. Taylor never go over 200 pounds, brother. There's no coming back after that. Dude, you go. I weigh 205. Oh what? God. <laughs> The most not many not many people know that. The most I ever weighed was I got up to two thirty five for two seasons, and I was I thought I felt like my heart was gonna explode. Like I don't think like I. It's one thing to be a fat two I mean a fat two thirty five, but to be a freaking a solid two thirty five, I just felt like my heart was just pushing just gravy, dude. It was I'll never do that again. Like never. Like I think I've I've eaten up to two twenty, and I'm like, all right, this this is it for me. Um. This is something I do want to talk to you too about, man, because honestly, the coolest things about you guys is you guys, honestly, if, if anybody, if, if you guys don't know, these two fellas have probably the two coolest dads in the powerlifting game. Like if, you, and this is, this is God's honest, you don't see one without the other. Like, it's so funny. We were, um, <laughs> it's, it's funny now because like more so now, like seeing Bryce, seeing you, you and you and pops, cause you guys will you'll be sitting side by side, and the the camera caught you guys a couple of times. But you'll you'll be sitting side by side, and one will be looking to the left, the other will look to the right, and you'll swear it's like a a mirror split right down the middle, man. Like you guys are starting to look more and more like each other, which is kind of cool. Taylor, you'll never be mistaken with your dad because you don't have a hair like he does, but you have the good hair. Obviously, have the good hair runs in the jeans, but I. Tell me about that. Tell me what it's like. I mean, me and my dad, we're super close, man. And, you know, I talk to him on two or three times a day, just about, about a bunch of nothing. But I think the coolest thing, man, for me, seeing – and this – I mean, I'll openly admit, it's been two or three times with both of you, man, that I see um, your dads and just how, how, how just nuts they get. Bryce, honestly, your dad brought me to tears. You know, those, you know, those, those final few lifts, just, man, he was losing his mind. And, of course, I – of course, you know me. I'm, I don't hold anything, and I'm balling all over the place. Tell your dad gets me damn near every time I talk to him, man. Like, <laughs> so it's kind of like I the the emotion that that both your fathers bring into the game. It's just it's unreal. And then when you look around, there's I mean, there's parents out there, but I don't know that there's any two 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 fathers out there that are as vocal as you guys. And I don't think it's by accident that you guys are champions. I definitely feel like you know in my heart of hearts that that. Both your 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 fathers are those types. They 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 have a champion's mentality, and I don't know that you guys had any choice but to have that passed over to you guys genetically. Because honestly, as intense as you guys can be, your dads are are you know that to the nth degree. Um, tell me about it, Taylor. You can go ahead and start. Tell me about you know what it's like having your dad out there. Like what what's that about? Tell me that. So first of all, my dad told me that on his tombstone he wants the quote. He was intense. <laughs> <laughs> that answers the question. <laughs> uh, so yeah, <clears throat> my dad, man, he's uh, yeah, he he's been my absolute rock uh, with with this entire just journey of life. Mm-hmm. Um, we've obviously had our our ups and downs, right? But for the most part, um he's pretty much been there through everything and 
when you say intense, like he, that's the that's that's the word to describe, it. and that's kind of how our relationship was formed, and and kind of why I feel he's still there in my life today is because right. he does that have that intensity. He, he loves intense. He does everything a hundred percent. He'll he'll never give you less than a hundred and ten percent. Um, and that's that's why I want he was intense because that that really is the epitome of who he is, um, and that he kind of wanted to instill that and has instilled that in me mm-hmm. uh, to not give half-ass effort. It's it's like dude, you, that's the only thing you can truly control is your effort. True story. If you can give if you can give a hundred and ten percent. Why wouldn't you? True story. And if you more than that then do more like he's he's just never been one to settle and that's kind of where my mentality has kind of rubbed off as well uh, and why i think that i'm so competitive <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's that's crazy and, and bryce it's hilarious listening to those two i don't know if you're ever there but oh my god yeah they're like birds feather man they are. <laughs> they are. Bryce, what about you, brother? Uh, my dad, uh, kind of similar to Taylor, like he's just been, he's been there for like all of my sporting like adventures and, and stuff like that, and has always just encouraged me. Like if I expressed the remotest amount of interest in something, he would just jump and dive in, and you know, just give me opportunities to explore shit and make it happen it didn't matter what it was it could be yo-yos or skateboarding or uh, origami or calligraphy you know or volleyball or whatever like he was at games all the time uh you know he would come to practices he would take me skate like to skate parks on the weekend and shit and it was just like it's it's really cool to have someone that's supportive Uh, and he comes to um competitions and wishes me best and i always joke that he was my first sponsor uh, oh yeah, because he's you know he's the one that helps me go to competitions and stuff like that. And uh, similar to Taylor, like just if you're gonna do something, then you do it well. Right. And like I I learned that from my dad from like an early age from just watching him play around with uh, choppers and build motorcycles right. and do projects around the house and stuff like that. It's just kind of like overkill as many things as you possibly can. Right. Like my dad and my uncle kind of both had that attitude and, and it certainly rubbed off on me and like for the better, for sure. That's awesome, man. Like, yeah, yeah like he's, he's the guy at, at the competitions with a cowbell, just like, oh yeah, around. <laughs> I heard that cowbell. Uh, he used to bring air horns to my volleyball games and just like, like <laughs> everyone else just brings cookies and like silently claps when like a team makes a point. He's like air horning, like obnoxious as hell. I'm just, like, it's awesome to kind of have that little bit of respect and be like, that's my dad, you know? Oh, yeah. It's awesome watching that, man, because I guess I think the the coolest thing, man, you know, with, with you guys, especially with you guys, you know, becoming, you know, just, you know, the 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 top-notch guys in, in your work classes and just top-notch guys, you know, in, in, in the federations at this point is that, you know, not only, you know, do they get you, but they also get your dad as a kind of as a, as a package, like, hey, it's a package deal. You know, you get one to get the other. And it adds so much. I think in terms of this, the texture and the community that, that you know, that we feel being in the sport, I feel like 
people actually get an opportunity to kind of see it because you know when they see you know that's when they see your dad out there with the cowbell and and you know going nuts he's not just going nuts for his son you know what i mean like in that's yeah. the crazy thing people don't understand like you know these guys are you know yelling and cheering on everybody and once they decide like all right that's my boy then guess what everybody that's his boy is he's getting they're getting they're getting the yell and they're getting yelled at and everything and and I remember Taylor, your dad's taking me off to the corner a couple times. Like, hey, you ready to do this shit? I'm like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I am. I'm like, no. And, it, and the thing is, like, you, it's, You're it's, my son now. Yeah, like, I wasn't, you know, I'm like, oh, you're talking about for Taylor? Like, no, I'm talking about you. Ready to do this shit? I'm like, well, I wasn't before, but I definitely am now, you know? So it's it's just really cool for, for you know, for me, you know, seeing you guys succeed and doing as well as you do because, again, all the work that one puts in and the success that you guys have found, and I feel like the success that a lot of people find at this point, it's not by accident. You don't fall into this. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of hard work that goes into it. There's a lot of people behind the scenes that, you know, that don't necessarily get the credit for it, you know, and to see, you know, to see pops out there getting the shine, you know what I mean? To see the fathers out there kind of getting that shine. And it's, it's weird now because I, I, <laughs> it's cool because, you know, the, the, the people that aren't in USAPL, like in other federations and stuff, and you know the the foreign guys and everything, they don't necessarily really they they hear about it, and, and then you can definitely tell when the light kind of turns, like, oh, that's his dad, that's the one they're talking about. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. for me, and I mean, and it's weird because as much as I talk and as friendly as I try to be, and as many people as I talk to, those are some of my favorite moments to watch that light turn on for people. Like, oh, that's Bryce's dad. Oh, that's Taylor's dad. That's the one they're talking about. You know, and, you know, they'll get a few people asking for pictures and stuff like that. And I think that's, that for me is like the, probably the coolest part of our community is like, you know what? I mean, don't get me wrong. Your son's a star, but dad's getting some shine too, you know, because, you know, I mean, I feel like they deserve it, man. That's, I think that's, that's super cool. Um, yeah. I was going to mention like a super weird and cool moment was when my dad and I were sitting together watching, uh, I don't know, 83s or, or something like that. And, and, uh, someone gave me a camera to take a picture of them with my dad. And I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> oh, this man. is awesome. That was um, eating it up. And like everywhere he's gone, he's just made friends. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and that's that's a testament to him, and that's a testament to the Palestine community for being kind of so so open. But before I let it go, I, I, I did want to mention just exactly what LS said about like, we don't get here alone. Like we all have like a huge support network. Like, yes, we have to grind. Yes, we have to work hard. But like – it's an individual skill-based sport, yeah, but it's it's a joint effort. You know, we, we have big teams behind us for sure. I mean, man, it's it's crazy, man. I think the more I started, and I, and I think I've, I've kind of noticed it with 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 at least with us three. I think in the in the in the initially you you start off and you know you start trying to do it not necessarily on your own, but you just you don't realize you don't realize what you don't know till you realize you don't know it, and. Before, I was like, well, you know, it's just me against the world. Let me do this thing. Let me try to beat as many people as possible. And then when you let your guard down, you let one more person in the circle. And they have your best interest at heart. It gets a little bit easier. And then you allow another person in the circle, you know, just enough, you know, to, to get the job done to where you don't necessarily have to do a lot other than just make your suggestions, be an athlete, and go and execute. That's when it starts becoming way more fun. And, you know, it – I used to, you know I mean – I used to be, you know, subscribed to the whole notion that, you know what, you got to do it by yourself or it's not going to get done. And the more I started to realize, like, hey, man, there's people out there that want you to succeed just as much as you want to succeed. 
and you let those people in, they don't necessarily hinder you, but rather they enhance that experience and they work just as hard as you do to get you there. So, yeah. And it's, it's cool. Like I said, I mean, and I, you know, you're right. First, you know, that first sponsor you ever have is going to be mom and dad. You know, that, that first person, you know, that's the first person to believe that you're going to be a champion is going to be, it's going to be <laughs> mom and dad. So it's just, it's, it's, it's awesome to see you guys find success, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's awesome to see that pride and, and, and that, that push that, that, that dads have for you, you know, to get to that point. And then you get to that point and it's like, you know what, when you guys didn't believe, I believe, you know? So it's, it's, it's kind of cool. Cause there's no one, at least no two men that I saw walking around prouder with, with bigger chest than y'all's dads. That's for sure. So, you know, it's, it's, it's congratulations to you guys. Congratulations to the dads for sure. Um, um, Wait, it's funny. It's funny. You mentioned that LS about uh, being the strongest or understand them believing in you before anyone else does. Cause my dad always told me when we were in the gym, he's like, you know, one day you can probably be one of the strongest in the world. I'm like, get out of here. There's no way I'm going to be the strongest. I told you. There's no way I'm going to be the strongest in the world. And God damn it. If we don't win a world championship and he, he comes up to me, like I told you. <laughs> That's crazy. That sounds like something you would say too. I'm gonna ask you guys. I mean, I don't want you guys telling me the secrets or anything like that because I know. Um, have y'all both started back into the gym already? They kind of started back, kind of the chip chip toward nationals. Yeah, that, yeah, getting there. That Spokane run. I I still haven't stepped into the gym. I've been taking this vacation long. Um, so you know, um, with that being said, like, are there any? new goals that you guys have i mean now that you're i mean let's be honest man you guys are you're you're defending champions on on both on both levels man like are there any new type of goals or but is or is it just you know stay the course this thing stay the same like i was uh i was chatting with bright bryce crotchick a little bit um kind of about this he's like you know how does it feel what's next blah 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 and, and I, I kind of feel like there's less pressure now. Like I get to focus even more on myself mm-hmm. and just less on what other people in the one of fives, 93s, one twenties are doing. Just kind of yeah. like try to like, a enjoy this, b have fun, uh, c get hella strong and just like, just push. So I'm, I'm going to try to chase numbers, uh, and just, you know, find the next PR. Yeah. You know, like I, I really want to make some good progress on squats I kind of want like 700 to be a bad day. Yeah. Uh, and then I want to, you know, go from there. 700 yeah. on squat to be a bad day. That's that's definitely that's definitely in your that's definitely in your sides, dude. Your squat is beautiful. See, it's one of my favorites to watch. I mean, Taylor yours is okay too, I guess, whatever, dude. Um any uh what got yeah, any type of goals? Any type of goals you got going on there at Wood or or is it it's more the same? Yeah, it's more it's more what Bryce just mentioned. So I'm chasing numbers right now. Um, at this world, I didn't have the top 74 from last year in my this at this year's world. Uh, Kel Backlund. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He got he got injured, so he pulled out. So for me, uh, even though I beat his world record, um, I'm still pushing towards. Yeah. Like. I, I want I want gun godly numbers, LS. Hey, I, mean, <laughs> I want I want people to just like you did at the Arnold, look at me and be like, how the hell does he continue to do 
Bro, I listen, you're preaching to the choir right now, man. Like I I know that feeling, man. Like I you know, everyone has their numbers written on the wall and you know, I was uh I just joking with my daddy, I'm like, Daddy man, it's crazy because all these numbers that I'm doing now for reps and, and, and everything, those used to be like my milestone numbers, like I wanna have that. I used to write those I lied to you on I used to write them on the wall, take them and safety pin them on the wall, and now I'm repping that stuff. And so I got to a point, this is no lie, um, after, after the first, first time doing 700, I remember I went home and I was, like, I was bound to determine I want to do it sub 200. Like I want to be under 200 when I do that. So I, dude, I, thought, I thought I was going to die. I'm not going to lie to you. And so I did it. I, went, I remember I went home and took a bath and I just sat in the tub and I started crying and I was like, I don't know what else to do. Everything that I set for myself, I had done. Everything. And this is before Raw Nats. And I'm like, well, dude, what am I going to do? Like, what is there to do? And I mean, you chase these numbers for so long. And then when you get to them, and you get to them faster than you thought you were going to. Honestly, I'm, this is no lie. I'm telling you straight man to man. I'm a squat 700. I'm a bench 515. I pull 7.30. Once I do that, I think I'll be done. I think I'm good. I'm good. I don't really have anything else to prove to myself. And then when you do it, and, you know, I'm like, wait a minute. That 7.30 was way easier. Well, let me use straps, and let me see what 7.50 feels like. Holy shit, I just did 7.50. So, guys, I'll be right back. Go in the bathroom, cry a little bit. Like, all right, cool. We're good. We're good. We're good. I got to a point where everything that I set out to do had already done, and so I was like, dude, I don't, I don't know what else to do. And... So now it's like, what numbers can I put on on my wall that makes sense? Because at this point, I don't really know what makes sense anymore. You know it's what I mean? It's got to scare you a little bit. It does. It, it really does, man. Because there's this is stuff that I, you know, this is stuff that I would <laughs> if if there were if there were a powerlifting game, if if Mad made a powerlifting game, and we have a ninety three, and everything was nine 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 all the way down. I'm like, dude, I'm at nine all the way down right now. You know what I mean? And it's weird. Dude, like, you're at a nine, 9.5 all the way down. Bryce, you're at a 9.5 all the way down. And it's just weird when you think about, like, you know, you know, we're literally, there's some kid right now that's either weight class below or weight class above or in the same weight class that's these numbers that we're repping, they're writing on their wall is like, one of these days I'll get to there. Mm-hmm. You are you serious? You know what I'm saying? Like, so you know, like now it's weird because the only thing is it's it's crazy to say is, I mean, and I use you guys both as my examples. So I've set a Wilkes a, a Wilkes like, uh, a Wilkes goal. Taylor, you're my Wilkes goal. So it's real simple. I can put your Wilkes on the wall. Okay, I'm gonna aim for that. But in order for me to get that, I have to use Bryce's numbers. To try to get there, you know what I mean? Like it's so crazy. I mean, I look ninety three is the weight class that everyone forgot, but but it's the truth, you know. Like so, the way I gauge it is like, okay, so what is Bryce doing? What is Garrett doing? Okay, can I kind of do that? Uh, maybe the bench, but eh, I'm gonna have to work on that deadlift. Definitely have to work on that squat. Okay, let me let me let me try to let me try to work. So that's how I kind of gauge. Like okay, 
let me aim for something around that area because it makes kind of makes sense. While I may not get to it, I'm still shooting for the star somewhere, so I'll end up somewhere up there. Um, your Wilkes, holy shit, maybe I'll have to be like 185. <laughs> let me ask you guys a, a quick question. Like in the history of sport, like if you guys remember, like when the Fosbury flop first came out, yeah. Uh, this is like this this move where you kind of arch back over the the high jump yeah. as a way to kind of clear a bigger distance. No one had ever gone over the high jump that way. This guy comes out and like starts blowing everyone's records away, and I, I think someone had to come around and show that this was possible. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the records start going up dramatically. Right. And like these kind of moments happen in sport where someone shows that like okay the sub six minute mile is possible. Now right. everyone's doing sub six minute mile or like the sub whatever marathon is possible. And now like everyone's breaking. Every, yeah. Like, LS, do you think you kind of experienced that in, in powerlifting where like, okay, you needed to see that something was possible. Now you can chase after it. Oh yeah. Um, when we seen it with Ray, with Ray hitting a thousand pounds raw, when we saw that happen, um, yeah, because for the longest that was just was unheard of um without equipment I should say um I think b- these b- these huge totals that are that are coming up I think it's it's I I will say this I'll preface by saying this I believe that the guys you know we'll go old school we'll say you know late 80s or we'll say early 90s earlier I feel like those guys were just as strong, if not stronger, than we are today, except they were all in equipment or, you know, single ply or whatever. Um, I do believe that at least 60% of those guys, if they lifted today, they would murder us. I'm willing, I'm mm. willing to put money on that. Um, dude, they were some, I'm telling you, bro, there was some freaking, and, and it's weird because the, obviously the more you kind of dig into history, you say like, holy crap, he did this with pretty much no joke if you look at these old equipped suits they're pretty much you know titan singlets pretty much <laughs> you know what i'm saying so yeah I, I will say that raw i mean in terms of raw category now the numbers that that we're seeing i i do believe it's it's one of those monkey see monkey do's like if that guy can do it i can do it but it, then i do feel like there's a certain point where i mean it's the cream rises to the top where you know, you're you're strong, but you're stronger than most strong people, if that makes sense. And yeah. so you're gonna tend to separate yourself from those guys. Um again, I can I can cite David Ricks as my example. He's strong, but he's stronger than most strong people, regardless of age. There's I do believe with within our, our subculture, there's a small percentage of us that have separated ourselves from everyone else. Not that everyone else isn't strong, but you can't always monkey see, monkey do if you're not, I can't say genetically able, but if you're just not able. There's some stuff sure. that you, there's some stuff that you can do, that Garrett can do, that, you know, that Christoph can do, that no one else in the 105s can do, no matter how hard they try. And, you know, I mean, Krawcheck, he, he he's getting there. Um, but let's be honest, and there's maybe four or five of you guys that, you know, same thing with the 93s, same thing, you know, with the 74s, same thing with the 83s. There's there's a certain percentage of the small percentage that are able to do what other people do. There's a reason why only Jezza, Ray, Kelly, he's getting there, but there's only really like two or three guys can squat a thousand pounds. 
mm-hmm. and, and live to tell the story. Um, I do believe like once you see somebody do it, it puts it in the back of your head. You know what? I can do that too because I can compete with that guy. But then, then I believe there's a point where reality kicks in. Like, wait a minute, I actually can't do that. You know? So I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, I don't. I, there's. I don't think there will ever be a time where like, hey, you know what? Let's put 800 plus on the bar. Let me pull that bad boy. I don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon for me. Maybe 800. Maybe eight, I think 804. 804 is something that I can see myself pulling. For sure. There you go. But if you say like, oh, let's go 850, nah, brother. I'm going to leave that to those guys that actually do it for real. You better give me a deadlift bar. But I, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I do believe that, you know, seeing not necessarily, I mean, because let's look at the trends. 800, an 800 pull is kind of like, all right, yeah, cool. He pulls 800 now. What? You know what I'm saying? Like, if, you know, I, I, the scariest thing that, that that that's ever happened to me is to be invited to a USPA meet. Dude, I would get murdered. They would murder me. Because there's I just guys my size pulling eight hundred pounds, I okay, let me know what that's like. You know what I mean? Like I don't there's I would have to literally eat five cows to 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 have enough protein and enough like size and mass to pull eight hundred pounds at this point in my career. And I'm being honest right now. I'll get five cows for you, man. That's no problem. Yeah, but I still have to. I still have to figure out where I'm going to get that extra hundred pound pull from. That's. But yeah, man. I I just feel like you know we're at a point in our lives, man, where we're just seeing we're we're at a new golden age of powerlifting, and we're seeing a lot of amazing stuff. I don't think that we're as strong. We're any stronger than anybody else. It's just now there's a camera to record it. There's a there's a you know a, a means of getting it out to the public so people can see like hey. There's there's this this kid there's not this strong kid in the barn just lifting anymore like hey dude this guy's going to, people we have the means and the ability now for people to see everything the world's so much smaller so yeah I yeah. I mean it's it's crazy but I mean now it's I don't even think it's about the big lifts anymore I think it's about the people that are the total lifters like the total I feel like the total lifter is for me that's the new thing like if you're a total lifter you know if you have a world class bench like you do. And, you know, you have a world-class squat like you do, both of you, you know what I mean? You have a world-class deadlift like you do. Like, I feel like that's what makes, uh, you know, Brett Gibbs is, is a prime example of that. He's just a, he's an around-the-way fillet. He can do it all, and he puts up a stupid total. It doesn't matter. I mean, I love Russ to death, but, you know, when Russ starts becoming a more complete lifter, then we're going to start seeing some battles from those boys. We're going to start seeing some super battles. Like, Russ has an out-of-this-world squat. You know what I mean? He has a pretty good deadlift, you know, when he's still working on that bench. But when, you know, he starts to become more of a complete lifter, then we're going to start seeing those boys battling. That's if, sir, you know, Hubbard doesn't decide, like, you know what? Let me get in this game, too. You know yeah. what I mean? So Hubbard had a good day. He had a very good day. So, I, I you know, I just feel like this this is the day and age of the total lifter. It doesn't matter if you're pulling, you know, 800-plus. If, if you can't put, you know followed up with a, a baller-ass squat and a very solid bench, you're probably not going to be on that podium, you know? And, yeah. I mean, at least that's what we do when we're, we're, we're trying to do the three-lift thing. Um, but, yeah, I uh, I do want to say this. I mean, in terms of just these new goals that you guys have, um, going to Worlds, I believe Worlds is going to be in Sweden, correct? Um, mm-hmm. Which will be awesome, hopefully. Hopefully I can put it together and actually go, oh. Let's see if I can actually win a championship this time. That's not, and not, <laughs> can, we, can we boycott 2020? That's my question. So, uh, so uh, you know, it's just come through the airwaves. The whole thing. <laughs> Look at Bryce. Like, okay. Um, <laughs> this whole thing in Belarus, man. Um, 
So we're going back to Belarus. Or I mean, that's where the IPF is. Is is you know, uh, they just agreed to to do Belarus in 2020. Um, crazy because we could have gone anywhere else, but Belarus. But it is what it is. Um, I didn't have the greatest experience in Belarus. I was almost you know detained. Um, that's a story for later. Um, obviously, you know we you know the Team USA took a little hit, um, and by little I mean actually a big hit. You know one of our uh, members, family member, you know uh, was you know. Past, I'll say past. Um, we lost, we lost someone, um, you know, from the, the USA family there. Um, uh, you know, understandably so. There's a lot of, especially you know, U.S. lifters that you know that have voiced their opinion about it. Um, I mean, I, I'm not saying you know, I mean, you have to give me your yay or nay, but I mean, what are your what are your thoughts on it in terms of going back to Belarus? Is that even on your radar right now, or? Well, for me personally, my experience getting to Worlds last year was a nightmare. I actually I forgot about it. <laughs> I forgot um, I messaged Hani because I I royally royally screwed up. So I'm I get to I'm I'm in New I'm based in New York City. I get to the uh, JFK Airport. Apparently, you need a transit visa if mm-hmm. you're traveling through Russia to get to Belarus. That's the only time you need a transit visa. I was told by Aeroflot that you didn't need one. And it was on their website. And then I was told by the Belarusian embassy that I didn't need a transit visa. So I get to JFK. I hand the guy my passport. And he's like, where's your transit visa? I was like, no, 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 no. I doubled and triple checked that I did not need one. It even says right here, I, and I showed him on my phone, Aeroflot, your airline that you work for, it says right here, I don't need one. And he said, no, you need one. <laughs> so <laughs> he wouldn't let us on the plane. And I literally had two hours to figure out what I was doing now. And uh, I was leaving on Friday, supposed to get there Saturday. In the morning, we were having a red eye. I didn't end up getting to Belarus until Monday morning. What? I had to fly to Lithuania yep. and then take a bus from Lithuania to Belarus. Yep. And your dad, Bryce, actually drove us to the bus station after Worlds. <laughs> so, my, just my, my entire. And how about this? I weighed 167 pounds uh, that Friday before uh, Worlds. That Monday, I weighed 161 pounds. I Ooh, lost wow. six pounds just due to stress. Good yeah. lord! Because I was eating a ton, and that entire week, I was eating probably 3,000 calories, and I I just had to eat that much to maintain my weight. Yeah. Uh, each each morning, I'd wake up and I'm still 161 pounds. I'm like, dude, I'm eating like insane amounts of food right now. I can't. I don't even want to eat anymore. Yeah, must be but nice. It was it was very eerie as well. Uh, just being there, like I don't know if you guys remember that lit, the the lake kind of yeah that was there. Apparently, they called that um, like Death Hill or something. I do. I don't know. I during the World War Two, apparently that's where all the bodies were stored. Yeah, that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you saw the statue, but they had a statue there and like a commemoration statue. Oh uh, uh, no! I 
I honestly stayed in my hotel the whole time. Dude. I didn't I didn't really do too much in Belarus. Like we didn't even we didn't stay at the meat hotel. We you know, we I was like, I'm just gonna take the hit. I'll take the penalty. We just we stayed at something familiar just so that just to be on the safe side. Um Bryce, your experience, like what 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 is your opinion on it? Um like someone someone passed away. It's you know, it's super tragic and right. I don't think that should exclude it from ever being a venue again. But uh, I don't think that Worlds has been in in a location like kind of in this close of a time frame in the same location twice, right? Uh, ever, and I think it should be offered to you know other available venues. Yeah. From a personal standpoint, it was difficult to get to. It was very, expensive. Very. It took a long time. Yeah. Um, but I know that's the case for a lot of Russian athletes coming to the U.S. Um, we had to submit visas like oh, months man. in advance and send our passports to the consulate, which is a little sketchy to me. Very. But, um, send our passports to you know get this Belarusian visa so we can enter the country. I know Eric had uh, Eric Bodhorn had a, a tough time getting the country. I'd prefer it somewhere else. I know it's going to be a lot easier for a lot of the Russian athletes and stuff like that too. So it's kind of fair to have it in different spots around the world, but I would definitely prefer it somewhere a little more easily accessible for everyone to get to, uh, and certainly somewhere new that, that a lot of people haven't been to, having, having just been there. Yeah, that um, would be super nice, actually. Safety. <laughs> safety is a concern. You know, I, I want everyone to stay safe because it, from what I've heard, something like that could happen again. Uh, yeah. Either to an athlete or to a family member or something like that. Uh, and I'm not sure if that was weighed in the decision process of choosing this location rather than just kind of like details about location and venue and, and stuff like that too. Um, so we'll see as we get closer. We're still a long way out. Yeah. I mean, it's over a year away. Yeah. But I know that team USA is going to give strict guidelines to athletes and family members on, yeah. uh, code of conduct, how to oh, behave, yeah. where to go and where not to go and stuff like that. Here's here's a that thing that I want to ask both of you guys because again, I, I want to you know, the Belarus thing, I just you know, I'm just, I don't even know. I, I still haven't really formed a, a, a legit opinion on it. I, you know, I just I, I personally don't know that, that I would go back, to be honest with you, just, you know but, who knows, you know never say never. Uh the thing I do want to talk about, I do want to, you know, rewind it from year after next to next year. Um, I want to rewind it a little bit past Worlds, the three lift Worlds in Sweden, and I want to stop around May in Japan, in Tokyo, for Bench Worlds. I do want to talk about how my two friends that I have on the screen right now have two of the best benches in their respective weight classes. I do also want to talk about how both of them are just, they're, they're killing me that the fact that they're not doing these <laughs> these these bench worlds, um, they could both do very, 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 very well. I do also know that they both look at the, the look at the numbers and I'm like, hey, I could have done that. I could have done that. I want to know, again, you don't have to give me a for sure answer, you know, yes or no, but is it even something on your radar? Would really? I... No, I think I you you passed it over. No, no, and I'm happy to do it because the guy that I would have to battle against, he benches two twelve and a half. Yeah, there, like there's no way I can compete with that, right? So, um, 
I, I wouldn't travel to, and he's from Japan, so he's it's in his home country. Oh, I it's Tokyo, bro. You never oh, know. Uh, oh, it's world level. You mean? That's, yeah. Uh, that's uh that guy with the crazy arch in the the book that he wrote, right? Uh, yes, what's, yeah. Yes. He has the Japanese grip. Uh, yep. Yes. Yes. Um, for me, like, you know, it's you, you have to go to Scranton to compete in bench nationals. Yep. Um, and there's a few really good athletes in the 105s. Yep. There's a guy here in Colorado um, who can probably press 227 to 230, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. As um, can you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not letting him out of this. Natalie really wants me to go. She wants to. She wants to do equipped bench worlds mm-hmm. in Tokyo, Japan. Make a little travel trip out of it and stuff like that. Me too. But I, I would have to compete in Scranton, and she doesn't have to compete in Scranton because equipped is different for the selection process. And you can you can make the team with your nationals bench, which is super what? Cool. Yeah. Well, you know what though? I think well, I think one time that that's how they got Dennis. They put Dennis on once the the one that I won. They actually added him. Because he didn't compete at uh, bench nationals that we had in uh, in Denver that one mm-hmm. year, so it's a possibility. I mean, you put up if they ask me, I'm I'm down for it. I mean, I'm I might have to beg somebody to to I I just feel like you guys will both do really well, and you just I tell you, as a three lifter that goes to these bench onlys, it's you're so relaxed when you go because it's just you don't feel any pressure at all, yeah. you know. Lifts. You know, the hardest part is just getting warmed up because you don't yeah. – we're so used to, like, you know, kind of being warmed up from, from squat going into bench. Like, this is just – you feel like, why am I – why do I have so much energy? That was my biggest surprise. Like, why do I have so much energy on a world level? Um, but, yeah, that was that, – that's been one of the things that, you know, that's been on my brain. Once I saw I was in Tokyo, I'm like, wait a minute. So we were going to the land of bench to bench. You know, I just, man, I'm telling you, man, I just – I don't know. I you know I know I'm, I'm shooting for the stars when I ask it, but that was that's that was literally my. I'm, if you can see the thing, I have a question and it's circled. That was my, my question that was circled. It's like, <laughs> would these guys ever consider doing a bench only? You know, I. Who knows? You know, I mean, Scranton's not that far away. I mean, you've you've done it for three lift. You know. Yeah. It's Electric City. I mean, I'm telling you right now, I'm going. I don't know if I'm going to bench worlds, but. I'm telling you, dude. It's oh man, Ellis. I was I was with you when Bench Nationals was in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. Um, and I called your attempts, and I was really pissed off at myself that you didn't make your third because I thought I put the right number on the bar. Yeah. Uh, I, I cramped up. That wasn't that wasn't your fault. That was all my fault. I cramped up. Cramping up. I'm just bench only. Come Bro, on. Bro, relax. Ellis. I tried to put an arch in my back. That's when I was I trying to do blame. what other people do. I was trying to do what the other people did, man. I was trying to do an arch and all that stuff, man. My right erector just shot, man. I was like, oh, yeah, this is never happening again. I'm going to fly back from here on out. Well, listen, man, I've taken up as much of your guys' time as, as I probably should have. So I'm going to do it like we always do. I'm going to go with the three questions, or well, my two questions. Um, you guys have already been given the questions preloaded, so hopefully you've had time to think about it. Hopefully Bryce won't say city. Um, we <laughs> so the question is, question one is, if you were stuck on an island, what are three things that you would take with you? Anyone can start. I'll start. All right. I'll start. Well, yeah, go ahead, Tails. All right, fine. Uh, so, uh, obviously, I bring my uh, my new fiance. Congratulations. 
thank you. I'd bring a knife. And then I would bring a How to Survive on an Island book. <laughs> I, you know what? I things, mean, man. those are your three things. I can't be mad at that. Okay, Bryce, <laughs> what about... <laughs> man, my, mine weren't too far off, to be honest. I'm bringing a knife. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing a Kindle loaded with like a thousand books because they can hold a stupid amount of books. Nice. And I'm bringing a solar solar recharger kind of power cell type thing so I can just keep using it. See, that's smart. Freaking, you know, <laughs> freaking, I, I'm, I'm going to think, what did Ray say? I was trying to go through it. Ray, Ray was like, oh my God, he had a bunch of just different stuff. Kelly said, Kelly's my favorite. Kelly's like, because remember when I, when, I, when I did my first, Kelly's my absolute first episode. And so Kelly was right at the, right before, right after Arnold, right before Worlds, right before he started his world stuff. Kelly says, rack, bar, wait. <laughs> I was like, what? That's a powerlifter, man. That's a diehard powerlifter. Man, I mean, I've heard a million different things. Um, I think, what did Vanika say? She said some like cell phone and something or other. But, I mean, it's been all kind of different stuff, man. But, yeah, that's uh, that's always my favorite to kind of hear like what, like, what people have. Like, he's like, I want a rack weights and a bar i'm like okay taylor got... and i are trying to survive out there <laughs> hey kelly just wants yeah. to lift that's all he just wants to lift all right My so i don't have survival mode i'm like i give me a smoothie machine give me <laughs> give me a yacht <laughs> give me I want, a resort I want to on there, man. <laughs> uh, all right so let's go my last one so gun to your head you get one song choice if you recite it perfectly, you live. If you get it wrong, obviously the guy pulls the trigger. What song are you picking? Uh, me again. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Eminem. Lose yourself. Lose yourself. Do you have 20 seconds? Can you go 20 seconds and lose yourself right now? Oh, can I? Uh. Yo. Palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous. But on the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud, he opens his mouth. But the words won't come out. He's choking how everybody's joking now. The clocks run out. Time's up, over, blow. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. He choked. He's so mad, but he won't give up. That is, he know. He knows that he won't. All right, you live. You live. You live. That was over 20 seconds. You made it. You made it. You're alive. You're alive. You're alive. Bryce, what song right. are you picking? So so my two answers, my one answer because I want to live really badly is happy birthday. Smart. Um, that's smart. My second, my second real answer is uh, Ice Ice Baby from Vanilla Ice. Ooh, that's smart. He goes with this. Let's hear it. Dude, 20 seconds. <laughs> All right, stop, collaborate, and listen. Ice is back from a brand new invention. Something grabs a hold of me tightly. Flow like a harpoon daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights, and I'll glow. To the extreme, rock like a vandal. Light up the stage, wax jump like a candle. Dance. Nicely done. <laughs> so, you guys, awesome. you guys live. You guys <laughs> live. You live. Man, listen, I, I cannot wait to put Ray's up so you guys can hear him sing the House of the Rising Sun. 
by Five Finger Death Punch. You are going to die when you hear that. Dude, people are going to absolutely love this. Man, you guys are great sports. Thank you guys so freaking much. Like, honestly, I've been looking for this all day long. Um, Bryce, where can you be reached? Uh, find me at our website for powerlifting at thestrengthathlete.com. Find me on Instagram at Bryce underscore TSA, B-R-Y-C-E. Awesome. No Twitter, any of that stuff? No, I, I don't understand Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Atwood, where can you be reached? Uh, yeah, so thestrengthguys.com, not the strength athlete, uh, for coaching. <laughs> um, on Instagram, it's T underscore Atwood. I post pretty much daily, if not at least bi-weekly. So, yeah. That's what's up, man. You guys, thank you guys so, 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 so much. I'm not going to lie to you, man. I I have never been excited for two individuals to win that first world championship. I'm hoping that next year in Sweden that we get repeats from you guys and uh, we start uh, building the USA dynasty. Um, I do my best to try to take care of my end on this end, man. But um, more than anything, man, thank you guys for the friendships. Um, thank you guys for what you do for the community. And more than anything, thank you guys for being who you are, for sure. Any parting words? Thank you, man. It's a it's a pleasure. Yeah, it's a pleasure, man. Thank you for having us on. Wouldn't have wanted a, a better conversation with two individuals. So thank this you. This is dope. This is dope. I appreciate, appreciate you guys. Congratulations guys. again, man. I'll holler at you guys soon, man. Thank you again. Yes, sir. All right, later, fellas. Guys. Thank you guys so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed doing these things. Um, clearly, if you want to see any more of these bad boys, if you have any people in mind. Uh, feel free to like, comment, subscribe, and leave any type of uh, uh, cool note uh, to let me know if there's anybody that you would like to hear or send me an email or whatever. Um, if you want any type of cool gear uh, that we be rocking, um, you can go to my uh, my website, ellismcclain.com. If you want coaching, guess what? You can go to ellismcclain.com, fill out a questionnaire, and we can hook you up, make you part of the family if, if we fit together. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, thirdly, of course, um, if you... Uh, you know what I'm saying? If you just want to know what's going on in my life, want to know what's going on in a lot of these guys' lives, include a lot of these different podcasts that I'm featured on. Um, again, you can go to ellismcclain.com. And obviously this thing runs on uh, iTunes. It runs on, um, oh God, I don't even, like three or four different other uh, forms of, uh, uh, or different platforms. So, I mean, there's tons of places you can find me. ellismcclain.com, Twitter, IG, it's all the same. So, um, thank you guys. More, more than anything, I just appreciate the support, man, and we'll just keep, uh, you know, turning out this stuff. Um, I got some more dope people coming in the, uh, the Lost Chronicles, the Lost Tapes. Um, so uh, stay tuned. Thank you again for being a part of it, man. God bless.